Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is RelentlessDaring.com, live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Randomly enough, on a Friday, this is like the second time it's happened. In the same year, what the hell is going on? The world is ending! Nah, it's not that. It just uh, has stuff come up, and then I can't do it on Saturday night, so yeah, do it on Friday. Oh my goodness. Oh, Oh, good. Kim is in the group, and she's happy that I'm doing this on a random Friday when apparently nobody else has really caught on, even though I've had it out in like a couple hours. Oh, well, that's just life when you do things, you know, kind of, you know, on the whim of everything else, you know. Life throws curveballs, and you have to live with it. But before I get into it, let me tell you about the finest coffee in all of Iowa, American Pride Roasters. This is great coffee. It is sourced by from some of the finest coffee uh, coffee farms, plantations, if you will, from around the world. You have Brazilian coffee. You have Indonesian coffee. You have African coffee. It's so good. And so many great flavors to choose from. Uh, one flavor that I have not gotten to try yet and that I think it's going to be on my next order. I think I'm going to go with the uh, Docs on the Roof Blend. Um, Doc Thompson, as I have talked about numerous times on the show, he is the total reason I'm doing this. Because Doc Thompson has such a great influence on people around him. Uh, Doc was instrumental in making APR coffee known throughout the Blaze listenership, throughout Mojo Five O listenership. And when he tragically died on February 4th, 2019, uh, the next morning, his co-host and longtime friend Brad Staggs told Jack Hole Nation what happened to Doc through the family's long-running joke that, you know, the cat didn't die. The cat's on the roof with the Frisbeetarians. And when Brad could barely get the words out that Doc was on the roof, I mean, everybody's hearts just stopped. And Dave Matthews at APR Coffee, he wanted to memorialize Doc's legacy. And so he created a special blend, Docs on the Roof. 20 bucks, same as downtown. It, it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it's it's 20 bucks. You, you know the price. That, that's just a long-running joke of Docs. I mean, it's all an homage to him. Uh, when you get the package, it will have a photo mosaic. One of, I think, three or four different pictures of Doc. And the photo mosaic, they're all pictures of Doc Thompson. It's... Absolutely a wonderful tribute to Doc and the legacy that he has given and that Dave has gone out of his way through American Pride Roasters to recognize Doc for everything that he has done for him. So American Pride Roasters, like I said, check out the Doc Thompson on the roof blend, 20 bucks, same as downtown. And the uh, special instructions and shipping, tell them that 
you heard about through Tyler at Relentless Daring. That's APR Coffee. Historically great coffee. All right, so getting into it, um, so this week there has been some huge revelations um, out of Loudoun County, Virginia. We, we've seen all summer and into the fall that they've just been a hotbed of CRT and transgender, blah, 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 blah. Well, if you f- go back to, you know, June, it really got put on the map when an angry dad was handcuffed and drug out of the drug out of the meeting. And then the meeting was called an it was called a uh, an unlawful gathering, I believe is the legal mumbo jumbo. And then they, you know, oh, we're done. Well, like I said, there, there's been a whole lot going on there. A lot of it's come out. And a huge shout-out to Luke Rosiak at the Daily Wire. He's an investigative journalist. And he is the main contributor to tonight's show. He is not here with me. He is not here with me. However, I did print out what ended up, when I printed the article, ended up being like 20 pages. I mean, he went super in-depth into this investigation, and it's mind-boggling. All right, so on June 22nd, Scott Smith was arrested at a Loudoun County, Virginia school board meeting. As I said, it was ultimately deemed an unlawful assembly, and everyone was forced to leave the building. Here's what people didn't know. Why was Scott Smith so, so angry? When he got there, that, you know, he ended up tussling with the cops and being arrested. Well, on May 28th, literally less than a month before, uh, he was called to the school because his daughter had been a victim of a physical assault. Well, he gets to the school, he talks to his daughter, and... No, 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 no. It was not a physical assault. She wasn't beaten up. She had been raped in the bathroom by a male student who felt pretty. An alleged gender-fluid teen who followed her into the bathroom and attacked her. She's 15 years old, a ninth grader, and a fellow ninth grader violently raped her. Juvenile records are sealed, but Smith's attorney, Elizabeth Lancaster, told the Daily Wire that a boy was charged with two counts of forcible sodomy. One count of anal sodomy, and one count of forcible fellatio. Why this child, and I use that term loosely, is still alive today, I don't know. Good on the police for keeping him, you know, safe from dad, because I imagine dad would probably want to rip his throat out and then crap down his windpipe. Because that's what I would do as a father of a teenage girl. As a result of the viral video showing his arrest, Smith became the poster child for what the National School Boards Association has since suggested could be a form of domestic terrorism. A white, blue-collar male showed up to harangue obscure public servants on his local school board. Lancaster says if someone would have sat and listened for 30 seconds to what Scott had to say, they would have been mortified and heartbroken. Minutes before Smith's arrest, Lyon County School Public School Superintendent, Mr. Scott Ziegler, 
He lectured the public about that concerns about the transgender policy were misplaced because the school system had no record of any assault occurring in any bathroom. Huh. No record of any assault in any bathroom. Even though three weeks prior, there had been a major incident. A, a woman wearing a rainbow heart shirt, a left-wing community activist, told Smith that she did not believe his daughter. He, you know, he reached a boiling point, and that's when, you know, you know, an officer, you know, grabbed his arm, sir, please come calm down. He started to, and then apparently things were said, and then he lost his temper, and next thing you know, he's on the ground being pummeled. He's the one who's on the ground, you know, being arrested for disorderly conduct because some stupid twat who, in, under any other circumstance... You know, if it was Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, believe all women. If it was any number of Harvey Weinstein accusers, believe all women. But suddenly, because of the political ramifications of what happened to his daughter, I don't believe your daughter, man. Anywho's, uh, Buddha Bibaraj, the county's progressive, top elected prosecutor who has close ties to the school board's most liberal members, she personally appeared as the prosecutor to prosecute him in this case. A misdemeanor, which usually those will get tossed out or probation. Just like, yeah, keep your nose clean, dummy. She was seeking jail time for this guy. Uh, Bibaraj ran on a platform that included the ending of mass incarceration, but she wanted to put him in jail for a misdemeanor. The same thing that some of these federal federal judges are looking at the judges handling the 1-6 insurrection. The day democracy almost died. And saying, hey, these people, you know, they've been held in jail for months. You're finding them guilty and you're just releasing them with a fine for parading? They should be rotting below the jail. It's ridiculous. Uh, as prosecutor Bibaraj would have known about the case involving Smith's daughter because uh, reasons, you know. But the the suspect, he's been on house arrest since October 6th because he was arrested and he was charged. But the school board decided that, you know, we're just going to let him continue to go to another school. But on October 6th, yes, a whole whopping nine days ago before, nine days before when this is being recorded. According to Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, a 15-year-old was charged with sexual battery and abduction after police said he forced a girl into an empty classroom, held her against her will, and touched her inappropriately. It has been confirmed that this child, this juvenile, is the same one that attacked Scott Smith's daughter. And this is where where I'm going to divert from the story here for just a minute. Because I think anyone could say that 
as bad as raping a woman is. As bad as raping anyone is. Man, woman, child, whatever. Um, There are times where people just kind of snap and do things that are completely uncharacteristic. The fact that, as story later goes on to say that, you know, this girl's parents were okay with the idea of pleading down to a lesser charge because they believed, okay, he's a kid, he screwed up, don't know what was going through his mind. Maybe he just suddenly lost all control of his faculties and did this horrible thing on impulse. It wouldn't be unheard of. I mean, we there's impulse killers out there who that, you know, perfectly normal, calm, rational human beings. And it's for no reason. They kill people. I'm I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying that you have he should be absolved of any absolved of any wrongdoing. But the dad was at least willing to say, okay, I am fine with him pleading down because he's still accepting the responsibility for what he did. And there will still be consequences for it. Well, seeing as how this has happened a second time, you know, there's, I have a rule in life. If you do something once, that's an, do something stupid once, that's an anomaly. If you do it a second time, that's a pattern. And, and he, like I said, this is where things get truly dumb with all of this story. So going back into May, when, you know, Mr. Smith's daughter was attacked... Uh, May 28th, Stonebridge High School called Smith to come to the school because they told him his 15-year-old daughter had just been physically assaulted by a dude in the bathroom. Okay, it's a little weird. Uh, When he arrived, he determined what happened was not a case of his daughter being up. His daughter being beaten up was much worse. And the school said it was handling the incident in-house. Now... Here is a a little tidbit that I learned while researching for tonight's show. Switch over here. This is the administrative code for the Commonwealth of Virginia. In fact, 22VAC 40-705-40 complaints and reports of suspected child abuse or neglect. Section A, persons who are mandated to report are those individuals as defined in blah, 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 63.2-1509 of the Code of Virginia. Well, so you have Section A. Let's skip down to Paragraph 5, Section A. In cases evidencing acts of rape, sodomy, or other sexual penetration as defined in Article 7, uh, did little S-looking thing, 18.2-61 et sec, of Chapter 4 of Title 18.2 of the Code of Virginia, a person who knowingly and intentionally fails to make the report required pursuant to 63.2-1509, of the Code of Virginia shall be guilty of a Class 1 misdemeanor. Meaning, because they did not immediately report it, why in God's name are none of the high school administrators from Stonebridge, the principal, the assistant principal, the secretaries, the school nurse, 
the janitor, if it was the freaking janitor who found her in the bathroom? Why did none of them notify the police that a child in that school had been the victim of a horrible sexual assault? Why are none of them fired? Why are none of them facing prosecution? They're just going to cover it up. Oh, well, if, if we allow this to be prosecuted, it's, it's, going, to, it's going to hurt all the, uh, the, the tranny madness with the bathrooms and everything else that we're trying to get through the, through the school board. Oh, my God. Needless to say, Mr. Smith was a smidge irate over this. Uh, Deputies from the sheriff's office ultimately responded to the school not to investigate the alleged rape, but because the school administrators called the cops on him. Because he, as he acknowledges that, yeah, I, I made a scene, which... Any, any good, halfway's decent parent would be having an absolute crap fit had they found out uh, my daughter has been raped and you're going to handle it like a, like a, you know, someone gave her a wedgie and we're going, okay, did the wedgie really happen? Was she really given a swirly in the toilet? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, the school administrators called the cops on him because he was making a scene. He, As he says, I went nuts. I called the principal a pussy. Six, car, six cop cars showed up like an effing SWAT team to respond to the school's complaint about an assertive parent. <gasps> oh, an assertive parent. But because the cops showed up, sir, sir, you need to calm down. My daughter was raped, and they're not doing anything about it. They haven't offered to take her to the hospital. They haven't offered her any kind of counseling. They're just trying to hide it. So he managed to not get arrested and got an escort to the hospital where they administered a rape kit that night. And yes, the rape kit did come back, you know, see, how's this written? Favorable to the prosecution's case. All juvenile court records are sealed. Uh, The sheriff's office declined to release records relating to Smith to the Daily Wire, but in response to a public records request, confirmed that a report with offense forcible sodomy, and sexual battery matching that date and location exists. At 4.48 p.m. on the day of the incident, the principal sent out an email to the community that claimed nothing jeopardizing student safety had occurred. Painting Smith as the villain and offering counseling services for witnesses of Smith's blow-up. Really, this is where the cover-up starts. Yeah, not nothing bad here. Nothing bad happened here. It it's all good. But you know, we did have an incident. It, it was a parent being obnoxious. Just in fact, I'm going to read the email. Because it's in the article. Good evening, Stonebridge families. This is Stonebridge Principal Tim Flynn. There was an incident in the main office area today that required Loudoun County Sheriff's Office to dispatch deputies to Stonebridge. The incident was confined to the main office and the entrance area to the school. There was no threat to the safety of the student body. The incident was witnessed by a small number of students who were meeting with staff adjacent to the main office. 
Counseling services and the services of our United Mental Health team are available for any student who may need to talk about today's incident. Students might have known Sheriff's Office personnel on campus, and I wanted to let you know that something out of the ordinary happened in school today. The safety of our students and staff is a top priority of Loudoun County Public Schools. And basically, the school washed their hands of it. (laughs) Screw it. We are... It's not our problem anymore. And obviously, the school's not going to talk about it because uh, student privacy, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Lancaster, uh, the, again, his attorney, told Daily Wire that she accompanied Smith's daughter to meetings with prosecutors, and the suspect made self-incriminating statements in an interview that prosecutors brought the charges and that a conviction was expected imminently, likely in the form of a plea deal to a charge of felony aggravated sexual battery. Smith had not posed the downgrades, saying about the boy, what if he made a mistake, made one mistake? Again, that's why I was saying. What if this kid just snapped and did something incredibly stupid and out of character? If that was the case, it's bad enough the school covered up, covered it up, that they weren't going to talk about it. Um... Fast forward till the next board meeting when all this going on about transgender kids in the bathrooms and you know, they're, they're, they're now concerned. These are people who have never been to a school board meeting. They really didn't follow politics. On, the June 20, on June 22nd, the school board held a meeting where the focus of the discussion was a proposal expanding special protections to transgender students. They showed up out of practical concerns. This is from Mr. Smith. My wife and I are gay and lesbian friendly. We're not into this children transgender stuff. The person that attacked our daughters is apparently bisexual and occasionally wears dresses because he likes them. So this kid is technically not what the school board was fighting about. The point is kids are using it as an advantage to get into the bathroom. Uh, from, From the dais, the school board member Beth Bartz who I will get to later with an update, painted such concerns as paranoia and prejudice. Our students do not need to be protected, and they are not in danger. Do we have assaults in our bathrooms or locker rooms regularly? The superintendent replied, uh, to my knowledge, we don't have any record of assaults occurring in our restrooms. Uh, The school board chair, Brenda Sheridan, asked, have we had any issues involving transgender students in our bathrooms or locker rooms? And this is the full answer that Scott Ziegler gave. This is public record drawn off their own transcripts. Time magazine in 2016 called that a red herring, that the data was simply not playing out that transgender students were more likely to assault cisgender students in restrooms than were other students. In fact, regardless of the gender identity of the students, if a crime or violation of the rules were committed, that would be investigated and dealt with to the full extent of the rules or the law. I think it's important to keep our perspective on this. We've heard it several times tonight from our public speakers But the predator transgender student or person simply does not exist. Now, this is really where crap is stupid. Because, again, just over, just slightly longer than three weeks prior to this meeting, A student at the school within the district that he is the superintendent of had an alleged rape. I I say alleged just because technically the perpetrator has not been convicted, but it has been physically it has been physically confirmed through medical examination. 
the rape did happen. It happened in one of his schools. And nothing was really being done other than, oh, crap. Um, we'll send him to a different high school that, you know, the, where he's going now. And you know, it was kind of hide him until, until it all settles down. Now, here is where part of the problem lies. Yes, he was on house arrest pending a hearing where he was either going to, you know, pre-trial hearing or a hearing to, you know, issue a plea to the court. He was on house arrest. Now, the question is, if he was on house arrest because he assaulted fellow students, why would he be allowed to go back to the school? I get it. He is not a convicted sex offender at this point, so he cannot be legally barred from the school. However, the court could have issued an order saying, hey, you are not to attend public school and the school, and we are going to order the school to make accommodations so that you may continue to learn because you know, we just came off COVID. It's not like we don't have online learning through these schools right now. Let's use a little freaking common sense here. So I'm going to say that... that it's a failure that really falls on the judge because the judge should have said, uh, yeah, you're not going back to a school until either A, it goes to trial and you are acquitted. Or if you're convicted, then you're not allowed to go back. And yeah, keep in mind, yeah, I, I mentioned the, what's her name? Beth Bartz. She is the uh, she's the crazy nut who, you know, she used to lash out at parents who disagree with progressives and teacher union back policies and so much uh, vitriol that her peers actually censured her. The people who politically agree with her go, ho ho ho, hey, yeah, if you since you can't seem to tone it down now that you're elected into office, yeah, um. We're officially making you in trouble, writing you a strongly worded letter, and you can't you can't participate in any of the committees anymore. Huh? Yeah, she was part of. She's being investigated for her involvement with the Loudoun County Facebook group that was trying to dox parents. It's even in this faith Facebook group. She even told told the group that ethics rules are making it difficult for her to identify and call out such parents by name and ask for help. So basically, she gave them the idea that hey, go after these people. One of the members of this group was Jackie Schwarm. Now remember why. Talked about the woman with the heart shirt, the rainbow heart shirt that confronted Mr. Smith at the school board meeting and said that he didn't, said that she didn't believe his daughter. Well, she also participates in that group. I mean, there, it just goes on and on about her. Um, Schwarm was at the June 22nd school board meeting wearing a shirt with a rainbow heart on. As a Girl Scout troop leader, uh, Jess Smith, you know, the mom of the girl who was victimized, had mentored Schwarm's daughter. Smith and Jess said Schwarm sought them out in the crowd and demanded to know which side they were on, then berated them that they were wrong. 
Jess, who is this? Smith asked his wife. To which she responded, I thought she was my friend. Smith says he tried to tell her what happened to his daughter, and she looks me dead in the eyes and says, that's not what happened. Which, that's a pretty bold statement considering he has physical evidence and there's a child with charges against him for the crime. That's when Swarm noticed that Smith was wearing a shirt with the name of his plumbing business on it and, quote, and she goes, oh, I'm going to ruin your business on social media, he said. And then that's where he is on video saying, quote, you're a bitch. And that's, and that's when everything kind of tipped off with the, uh, you know, that's when the cop grabs his arm and says, all right, sir, just you know, it, it, let's calm down. Let's cool down. And then that's when, you know, all hell broke loose. And then Jess was, you know, cried out. She really can't hear any of the videos because it's just so loud. My child was raped at school, and this is what happens. But, you know, doing their due diligence, Daily Wire did reach out to her. And she actually agreed to an interview. And I will get back more into this right after a quick break. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market their first goal is flavor who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap keto chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through so they have some of the best flavors cookies and cream chocolate vanilla real strawberry These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now, and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. KetoChow.xyz, Keto Made Easy. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine, beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas. Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. All right, so getting back into it where um, Daily Wire reached out to the swarm lady who seems like a swarm and caring person. I'm sorry. I tried to work a joke in there. It just didn't happen tonight. That's what she said. All right, so uh, swarm contended that she had no relationship with the, to this topic, that she did not have any sort of argument with Smith and did not know that he had been arrested. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I volunteer. I donate. Uh, after Daily Wire offered evidence of her involvement, she said she went over to ask Jess for a play date between their teenage daughters. Play date. Like they're four. Huh. She claimed that she asked Jess how she was doing, to which Jess reportedly responded, We know CRT isn't real, and we don't, but we don't want them to know it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Kim, she's a swarming piece of dog do. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Uh, Swarm told Daily Wire that Smith's daughter had told them she had been raped by a Martian. She would believe her, but also made repeated comments about the daughter's mental stability. I mean, that is an absolute, absolute garbage. Swarming piece of dog do is right. Victim shaming? Attacking the victim? 
you know, there are a few times where I think somebody should be taken out back and beaten with a bag of nickels until they're unrecognizable. This is a woman who should rightfully be taken out back and beaten with a bag of nickels until she's completely unrecognizable. It's one thing to insult a child. It's another thing to insult a rape victim. And if that rape victim is a child and you're insulting them, you are no better than the person who victimized them physically. Because now you're taking a person who's already been emotionally shattered, physically wrecked, and you're just twisting that knife deeper into the psyche. This child is going to have lots of issues from here through who knows how far into the future because of what happened to her. And this article goes on and on and on and on. It's a 20-page article the way it printed off. And it goes on to explain, you know, the political leanings of the daughter. The daughter is bringing home this radicalized leftist ideology. So it would be really, really out of character for someone who's been, who's been wholly indoctrinated with this garbage to make something up or to set someone up in such a way that, you know, to prevent a political outcome that you don't like, that is wholly opposite of the things you espouse at home, it makes no sense. I mean, if, if that was the case, then she has a very dedicated I feel pretty friend who is willing to go to those lengths to help her meet an agenda that goes against her political ideology. Yeah, it hurts my head trying to do the gymnastics to make that one stick. It's it's awful. But this just goes on and on and on. Well, the school board, they, they didn't know. They, they didn't know this happened. And then even though... Two months, wait, uh, May into June into July. Yeah, two and a half months after the incident, which you would think they would know about by now, they still like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and pass this uh, transgender bathroom bill. Oh, but first, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to send a letter to the father of the victim and tell him that he is not permitted on school grounds. That way he cannot come to the meeting and testify that here's what happened to my child. And, you know, his attorney and prosecutors in the juvenile case we're advising him, keep a low profile because we don't want anything to happen that's going to jeopardize the outcome of this case because you want and shot off, you know, start shooting your mouth off. And for, and he did all that. He followed everything that they wanted. And then fast forward to October 6th when this so-called child grabs a girl, forces her into a you know, an, an empty classroom or broom closet or something at the school and went, you know, went full Joe Biden on her, you know, past the sniffing. Again, this is a kid, 
using the term loosely, who not only is there rumors that he did this, he's wearing an ankle monitor. Wearing an ankle monitor. Because he is, you know, under the supervision of a juvenile of a juvenile PO until his court case. Now I'm hoping that with the second charges against him and showing a pattern of behavior, they say, yeah, we're going to charge you as an adult now. And whatever your conviction of, it's going to follow you for the rest of your life, you raping son of a whore. And as it should be. Now, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, make any comments as, as to, um, well, to quote Diedrich Bader's character from uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, in prison, he'll be the pie. <laughs> because, you know, people talk about jailhouse justice. As befitting as it would be, I, that kind of goes against, you know, what our justice system is. That's, you know, vigilantism. I'm not to say that he doesn't deserve it, though. It, it's ungodly to imagine. However, I have good news and updates. Some of these updates are going to make you want to pull your hair out because... It's absolutely um, retreaded because uh, some of the wording and obvious lies in this update. But I will let you be the judge. Oh, listener, this is uh, from Peter Hassan at Fox News. Four hours ago, from the, you know, before. I recorded this. The superintendent of Loudoun County Public Schools issued an apology and a school board member resigned on Friday as the district faces mounting backlash over its response to two alleged sexual assaults, one of which was allegedly carried out by a skirt-wearing male student in a girl's bathroom. Superintendent Scott Ziegler apologized for saying during a June event that the Virginia district had no record of assaults taking place in its bathrooms. His comments came amid debate about policy changes related to self-identified transgender students. Ziegler said Friday that he misunderstood the question when he made the comment. No, he did not misunderstand Jack Diddley crap. The question was stated very clearly, and his answer wasn't muddling. It wasn't full of him and haws, hems and haws. There wasn't any stuttering. He was clear, concise, and to the point. No, this has not happened at our schools. This has never been a problem at our schools. The whole idea of this is a red herring. And it, should it ever happen, it will be dealt with in an appropriate manner all of which was false because it wasn't dealt with in an appropriate manner. As I quoted from the Virginia state law, I'm sorry, Commonwealth law. I forgot they're weird. They're not a state. They're Commonwealth. Weirdos. The principal and the other administrators of that school, the superintendent, who I'm sure was informed eventually that, oh my God, uh, remember, remember we had to call the cops here. Yeah. Um, that girl, yeah, the, the rape kit came back positive for rape. Um, and it was, it was that one kid who feels pretty and wears a skirt on occasion. I'm sure he would have freaking heard about it in the three weeks from the time it happened to the school board. But I digress. 
Ziggler also said that he is, quote, sorry that we failed to provide a safe, welcoming, and affirming environment that we aspire to provide. We acknowledge and share in your pain, and we will continue to offer support to help you and your families through this trauma. Bullcrap. You're going to tell them, sit down, shut up, and be quiet. We don't want you talking about it. The count, we're just going to tell the counselors, look at you, say, boo-hoo, get the hell over it. It's because they don't want this to be the black guy, an even bigger black guy than it's already become. Uh, Scott Smith, a Loudoun County father who was arrested at that June event, said this week that his daughter was sexually assaulted in a girls' bathroom at Stonebridge High School by a male student who was wearing a skirt. The boy accused of assaulting Smith's daughter later allegedly groped a female student at nearby Broad Run High School after forcing her into an empty classroom. Loudoun County Commonwealth's attorney. Oh, this name will sound familiar. Buta Bibaraj told WTOP in an interview this week. Whoops. You ever feel like you made a colossal error in judgment? I, I'm sure that that Buddha here doesn't really feel a whole lot of whoopsies. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked that if she were to go out of her way to make sure this, this poor, unfortunate soul just... You know, he made mistakes. We need to do what we can to to not, not ruin his life because because he tripped and fell and stuck his stuck his doodle dang where it doesn't go on a girl. Or they tripped and fell and grabbed another another girl's boobies as she fell into a classroom. It was a total mistake that's being blown out of proportion. That's why I expect to hear from her when it comes to sentencing. Board member Beth Bartz announced her resignation on Friday, though she didn't say whether it was related to the ongoing controversy. I wouldn't be shocked if that's a part of it, considering how much garbage that she's been involved with in the past outside of this garbage. Death was not an easy decision or a decision made in haste. After much thought and careful consideration, it is the right decision for me and my family, Bart said. Bart has repeatedly butted heads with the Loudon parents concerned with critical race theory and similar left-wing topics being taught in schools, leading residents to seek her recall. Brenda Sheridan, the school board chair, thanked Bart for her service and said the position is expected to be filled during the board's December meeting. Weird, because I'm pretty sure if it's a school board, that's a public... That's a public office and shouldn't be appointed from within the own its own office. LCPS didn't immediately return Fox News inquiry on whether Bart's resignation was linked to the current controversy. This could not have been an easy decision for Ms. Bart's. We have made known our displeasure with her actions as a school board as a school board member over the past several months, but today she has done the right thing. Her former colleagues should take notice. Ian Pryor, the executive director of Virginia Parent Group Fight for Schools, said in a statement Friday. The community should know, however, that the problems at Loudoun County Public Schools and on school board go well beyond one school board member. We will continue to shine a light on Loudoun County Public Schools and will keep fighting until we have a school board of common sense nonpartisan members, and a superintendent who is accountable to the parents and tells the truth. And what's sad is this kind of stuff isn't just a Virginia thing. Uh, On the same day that Mr. I Feel Pretty there in Virginia went all gropey grope on a girl, Allegedly, a football player in uh, Denton, Texas, at Denton Geyer High School, sexually assaulted a female student at the school. And yes, he has, he currently has not been charged, 
But Denton police are investigating. Okay, he's been identified. I'm pretty sure if there was a rape kit done, it should not be that hard to send his DNA, DNA retrieved from the rape kit off and make a match. However, the school has gone out of its way to downplay it and, you know, slow walk anything going on because, well, there's there's still an investigation going on. So today at Denton Geyer High School, hundreds of students at 10 a.m. stood up and walked out of class. And I get it. There's There's kids who, if given the opportunity to get up and leave and disappear out of class, they'll take the opportunity. I mean, I was a kid once. Hey, I, I'm not I'm not too sure that if they were to have a walkout at work, that I wouldn't go, oh, they're walking out. We'll, we'll see where they're going. Well, maybe, maybe they have pie. That's just human nature, especially with kids. Kids are social creatures. They, they tend to go with the flow. But seeing all the signs, the parents out there, why the hell is this going on in Texas? And there's uh, there's some other stuff going on in Austin. That I was trying to fu- I was trying to find that you know absolutely disgusting and what they're doing to intimidate parents there in the school districts around Austin. Uh, I believe it was Round Rock. I heard, which. Sucks because Round Rock is a nice little community north of Austin. But instead, the, instead of being known for uh, Nolan Ryan's uh, AA baseball team or Giant Donuts, now they're known as the home of the Round Rock Express, Giant Donuts, and a corrupt school that allows this kind of crap to happen. It's absolutely sad and disgusting, the state that our schools are in. We have teachers who, hey, I'm tenured. I could do, I could not do anything all day long. They can't fire me. And so they don't really put any effort into teaching. So that's the reason why you have cities like Baltimore that has a graduation rate of like 20%. You have you have an illiteracy rate in cities where kids are going to school and graduating with a 30% literacy rate. Inner city schools even worse. Because teachers don't care. They're more concerned they're going to push a political agenda on the kids. They're more concerned that, man, it's it's only 9 o'clock. I'm still here. All right, so watch this next video. I was going to pour some whiskey in my coffee. Just ignore me up here. It's nationwide this is a problem. And it's sad. You know, people deride. Oh, the United States, uh, they're they're so bad and this, that, and the other, but they spend so much on education. We need to spend more. We don't spend that money on education. We spend that money on administrators. We hire teachers. And teachers go, wait, I can't get any support and things I want to do, and they want me to push a bunch of crap that I don't want to teach? And so they teach one or two years and then are gone. Well, it's, thank God, you know, I live in a small town where, you know, when crap like this happens, it finds it, it gets found out pretty quick. Does that mean it's always dealt with in a way that, you know, you believe is commiserate with the situation? No. But, you know, sometimes that's life. Things don't work out the way you think they should. But at the same time, there sometimes there's controversies that happen that 
even a small town that you don't know about. Last year, we saw a purge. The superintendent, the high school principal, president of the school board, they all resigned. Someone who was running for school board, he said, don't vote for me because of whatever the situation is. I'm not coming back as a member of this school board. If you do elect me, I'm resigning immediately. I mean, they, whatever it was that caused that mass resignation, they, uh, they, they kept their cards close to the vest, and they didn't want to cause a stink, whatever it was, but you know, it definitely, definitely kind of rocked the community when all those people suddenly stepped down. But, you know, as parents, the best thing that we can do, or even not as parents, if, even if you are don't have kids, but you're concerned about what's being taught in these schools, you have to be hitting up these school board meetings. You have to be getting in there and saying, okay, what are you teaching the kids? If they're my kids, or they're my grandkids, they're my nieces, my nephews, they're my neighbor's kids. These are kids that are in my lives, and I love them, and I care about them almost as much as their own parents. What are you teaching them? And we have to work to hold them to account. Period. End of story. All right. So I'm going to wrap the show on that note. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in again this week. Or if you're listening on podcast, thank you so very much. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, remember, if you do four little things, they're not big, just little things. Four little things. Number one, please hit that subscribe button or follow whatever they have now because people confuse subscribe with having to pay for it. And This show is completely free. Asterisk. So again, hit that like, follow, whatever button, subscribe, whoever. Then number two, please rate this podcast. I'm looking for five stars. Five stars is what I'm looking for. I'll accept four, three, we'll have to talk about it because, you know, I'm really not in the mood to dicker over stars, but come on, five stars. Five. It's not that hard. Five. Third of all, I need you to write a review. It doesn't have to be this giant novel telling how glorious and great this podcast is. Just a few nice words that you like the show. Kim says this show is cheaper than the hookers downtown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I wish I had had the appropriate sound drop for that one. That was a good one, Kim. Thank you. That's going to be my new tagline. Relentless daring, cheaper than the hookers downtown. So after you write something nice, a, a nice review, say some nice words about the show, I ask you to do the fourth thing, and that would be to share it with your friends. It's not a hard thing to do. Click that share button and go, hey, Bob, this guy said some really amazing things about school boards. Listen to it. Now, maybe Bob is very pro school boards. Maybe maybe Bob is one of the people covering up the rape of this girl in Virginia. Good. Yes. Make him listen. Maybe Bob is very pissed off at the world and he's like, doesn't know exactly what's going on. He's heard some rough, you know, kind of here and there stuff on the, what's going on in Virginia at Loudoun County. Hey, send it to Bob. Maybe he'll enjoy it. So you can, you know, entertain and educate your friends or you can piss them off either or I really don't care. If you want to make them mad, I will gladly be a tool of spreading hate and discontent. It's what I do. All right, again, thank you so very much. If you want to keep this show on the air, if you go to RelentlessDaring.com at the top of the page, you will see a Donate Now button. You click that link, and it will take you to PayPal, and you can set up to be a one-time or recurring donate donor to the show. That's how I make my money. And even though I'm not making money, I'm breaking even. Please, the more y'all donate, the more it helps me out. I'm begging. I got tears running down my face right now. Please. If, if you don't want to donate the show, if you want some swag, you can go to relentlessdaring.com slash shop. You can buy a sweatshirt. 
You can buy a t-shirt, a coffee mug, ball cap, something like that. Please check it out. Please help put food on my kid's table. I need it. We're starving here in Missouri. The, the, the cupboards are bare. There's nothing on the shelves because of Joe Biden's supply chain issues. Please support this show. That's, that's, that's all I need. It's all the help I can get. Again, thank you so very much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com.